Hello, Shred Nation. Before we dive into this episode and the next one, I want to set up a little bit about where we're going. This podcast so far has predominantly featured owners and senior executives, and then more recently, some vendors in the industry. The goal I have for every single episode is to provide you with important insights, lessons, and learning opportunities, predominantly from your peers, but also from people who have a really important view that they can offer. But up till now, I've never talked to some of the most important members of the shredding industry world, the people that are often the most visible representatives of our industry, the shred truck drivers. So in this episode and the next one, we're going to hear from these rock stars in our industry. I asked my network to send me veteran shred truck drivers with more than 15 years of experience. Yeah, 15. They had to be, I, I said, you have to have driven at least 15 years before I'm even interested in talking to you. And my network sent me back some. And so we're going to listen to them. And really what I want you to do is learn from them. But I want you to do something more. Once you listen to these episodes, I encourage you to share them with your drivers. Enjoy what we're going to offer and pass it on. All right, Finn, back to you. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Shred Coach Podcast with Tom Adams. Join us as we sit down with Johnny Williams, a seasoned shred truck driver with 17 years of experience at Time Shred in New York City. In this episode, we delve into the critical aspects of Johnny's job, such as punctuality, dependability, and diligence, and Johnny shares his secret to success, having a strong spiritual foundation and a drive to go that extra mile. Johnny Williams, welcome to the Shred Coach Podcast. I am glad you're here. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. I'm really looking forward to chatting with you today. So tell me about the company you work for and how long you've been driving a shred truck or in the shred truck industry. Tell me a little bit about your, your origin story in this industry. Well, I originally started out in the storage, new furniture delivery. I have my, uh, used to be called commercial license, but I had right. switched over to CDL when that became uh, the arrangement. And of course, having that, and being close in association at the warehouse and stuff. One day, Jim Dallas approached me. He's the operator or operating manager of the Shred Company, along with the owner, Sean Gilgan. And they asked me to be the operator of their first Shred truck. I was kind of shocked. I was taken back. And they said, no, we think you're just perfect for this. So so how long ago was that? When, when did you get that first Shred truck job? That was about 17 years ago taking us back to 2006. 2006. Wow. And so you're, you've been used to driving other kind of trucks, probably straight, you know, 26 footers or something like that. And you get told you're going to drive a shred truck and you agree to that. What, what was your first impression of a shred truck? What, well, like, what was that like to see a shred truck? First time I like to tell you the truck that Sean and Jim invested in was the biggest truck I'd ever seen. Really? It was the straight trucks we drive now are, are small. They like the truck I had was one of the bigger models. It holds about 55 bins. The truck that they originally bought held 85 bins. It had the double wheels in the back. So when I first saw it, I was like, oh, I got to be sure my license cover this. They said, no, it does. So, you know, I had to take it around the block. But of course, you got to swing a little bit further around. You know, it's a little, but I, I was just, I was just awestruck. 
to think that this truck, but it has what you might call a machine on the back, a factory machine. So you're really taking care of two vehicles now. This is not just checking your oil, right? <laughs> you got to deal with the strength mechanisms as well. So I was, I was taken back. By that. So was that first machine one that came with sort of the integrate, the fully integrated shredding equipment, or was it like a box truck that had like a bolt on shredder to it? Or was, no, it, was it a fully integrated one? Fully integrated. Okay. All right. So 17 years ago, Jim Douse from Time says, come drive our first shred truck. You tell me about the very first run you did. Do you remember it? Do you remember well, taking it out for the first time? Well, let me tell you, there was a, a, a big warehouse they owned that had record storage. That they were yep. clean. So my first year was just going from my parking lot to that warehouse. I would shred until that truck was full. You know, where the auger doesn't work anymore. We go to the paper recycling place, empty it out, park it, get ready for the next day. I did that five days a week for a whole year. Wow. Can you imagine how paper that was? Wow. Wow. So, so, so I, got, I, I got like experience within a, a closed portion there. So it wasn't like originally just going on the road. Even though I did go out once in a while. But once that year was up, we started getting our clients outside of the, uh, just going to the warehouse. And, uh, you know, being in New York, you would think a big truck like that, you'd have problems parking and stuff. I must say, I never had any trouble. Interesting. So, so you, you, you're out, you do it for a year. So you get to know the, the second part of the equipment, the truck. I mean, you've done some drive, you've done a lot of driving by that point, but now you start going out into the, you start going out into the world and doing this, this stuff. What were some of your early experiences of that? What, like, do you remember sort of some of those moments when, because 17 years ago, while shredding was happening, it wasn't ubiquitous like it is now. So mm -hmm. it wasn't, not everybody was shredding. And so the shredding truck itself was a bit of a, a cool thing at the time. Absolutely, Tom. In fact, I can remember, I used to have to mention to people when I would go, go to a shred for them, they would say, oh, we never saw this operation. Can we come see? And of course, you know, those new shredder truck, they have the little monitor on the side. So I'd invite them to come see and they say, oh, we've never seen this. I say, oh, this didn't become Vogue until 2006. You know, now we're in the 2007, right. eight, nine, and kept going. And it's, it's always been like a new introduction. And when people see it, amazed that it gets yeah. done. And I like to explain it. I like to tell them about how the PTO works, how, you know, instead of turning the, 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 uh, the driving wheels, it's turning the shredder because I hit the PTO and it, the truck is loud because it thinks it's on the highway going 65, but it's really shredding the paper. And they just, they just eat it all up. It's, it's really quite exciting. It really is a, a really cool machine when you think about it, right? I, I mean, yeah. it's, it is a cool machine. There's this truck and we're used to trucks, but when you throw an industrial commercial shredder in the back that, you know, they can eat through gal, you know, just massive amounts of paper. And then it's coming out the other end completely the way it is in confetti like size or whatever format it is that that's a pretty cool experience. So. Um, Tom, just mentioning this, one of the owners is a, is on the board of a lot of private schools. So I would also go to these schools. He would have, have me go to the shred for them. And the kids would actually come out. You don't know how many yearbooks I'm in. Because they would take pictures. They would line and And the kids would say, and they would say, what, what is a truck? And I said, it's a transformer. 
And then when you pull the, the side, they're like, you know, the transformer from the, yes. from the cartoon. The so good. goes from that to a stationary machine where you can sort of do this, uh, this shredding. Then you put the door back in and you cut down the road. Oh, uh, so cool. So, so you, you start out there, you learn the trade, you, you start going out doing this, you're, you're showing people how this works and, but now you're at, it's 17 years. So you've got a lot of years under you. Do you remember sort of distinct shifts in the way you operated or thought about it in terms of either the technology changes or the way things you know, just, just the way things evolved in the industry. Before we talk about how you think about things and the way you, you think about how you operate, you know, how you operate as a shred truck driver. But, you know, going back at 17 years, like you've been in the industry as long as I've been in it, right? I mean, you've been in a long time. So, there, but driving, you know, driving since the beginning, do you remember any significant changes in the way things happened either in the way security happened or the way trucks operated or shredders operated or, or in, anything along those lines? Do you have any distinct memories? Tom, you brought up a sore subject. Oh, dear. Shred tech is where we've gotten our trucks from. Yeah. And I had one of the older trucks. And, you know, you, to me, shredding like gravity. You know, you put the bed up, the paper yep. falls down on the shredder, no problem. Well, somewhere, someone got the idea where we're going to make it a little differently. So they introduced these other trucks where the paper kind of falls on a, on a, on a, a conveyor sort. And then it, it floats down into the shredder and it shreds. Not only does that, that not work, it's all computerized. You know, it's like going from a, a carburetor to uh, right. the quid. And, you know, you got to get up in the bank and kind of push the paper down because the paper will come to the blade. It's not going in the blade. It comes on top of the blade and they expect the blade to pull it down. That is not, that's not smooth. That's not working with gravity. Right. Also, I saw this and the people at Shred Take, they, they hear me all the time. I said, you all sold my boss these, these new trucks. They don't work. They're not as fast. They're not as good. <laughs> and they just laugh. They say, oh, we have one that's half and half now. Tell them to get one of those. But I get on them all the time. So I saw that. And, and while it's cool, you, it's all computerized. But as you know, sometimes it rains. It rains on those computers because we're outside. It's home see, home you know. It's, uh, mm. And again, the speed, it, you lost a lot of speed. One particular time when things were really difficult was during, uh, we had a storm in New York, Sandy. Yep. We had to spread a lot of wet paper. Oh, yeah. So now you actually, there was a time I used to go out by myself. You had to have someone else because someone had to stand in there with a, with a stick and push paper down to go across that new type of shredder because it's, you know, the wet paper would just sit on top. Whereas the older shredder, again, you couldn't put too much, but the gravity still works. It would fall on it, nick at it, nick at it, but it would eventually go down. Wet paper is hard to do, but with the new machines, it's harder. Interesting. So, so sometimes there is, for those of us who have matured, sometimes there's some benefit to the old ways. Uh, that's why I drive today. I'm the senior man. I can get a new truck. I still drive a 2007. Wow. Wow. That's, that's really cool. So let's take a, a little bit of a different tact. So given your, your time at the company, it feels like someone like you, who's done so many things and, and worked so long in a single place has maybe some secrets 
like some sort of insider secrets that have proven to work for them. And let's assume at this point that the company you work for time is a good company. Let's just assume that they're a great company to work for, but they're, they're also, they also have kept you for a long time, right? It's mutually mm -hmm. beneficial. I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Oh, so. Well. <laughs> what I'm wanting to figure out and dig into a little bit is what are the secrets to you staying as long as you have? What are the things that that you bring to the table? So time brings something to the table, but you bring something to the table. And I'm okay if you brag a little bit. That's okay. But but there's something that you're doing, thinking, acting like being a way of a way of showing up every day that changes the nature of of a short-term relationship into an extraordinarily long-term relationship. So tell me, tell me like what comes to mind, what shows up for you when I ask you that question? Um, it, it all goes back to the ABCs of employment. You've got to be punctual, dependable, and diligent. Hmm. Tell so me more. I hope that impresses the employer. And it, it obviously has, and I, I thank them for that. But I, I know they depend on me because they're, there are times you may get odd jobs that start very early. Well, guess who they call? Or right. real late, guess who they call? On the weekend, guess who they call? Yeah. Because I try to be punctual, dependable, and diligent. But, mm. but that would apply to, you know, to anything. Of course, being handsome doesn't hurt, but. No. Well, you've got that covered. <laughs> you got that looked after. So that's good. That, that's that's. That's what I think, you know, you know, other drivers need to understand. And that's true with across the board. Right. I mean, where, where you're on Wall Street, whether you're driving a shred truck. Right. Be punctual, dependable, and diligent. Right. Okay. So tell, I, I understand punctual and dependable I get, but tell me about diligent. Diligent means that you're, you're going to not procrastinate. You're not going to loiter at what you're doing. You see mm -hmm. a job. Now, this is what I tell you. Sometimes I'm training guys. I'll, I'll see this. We'll get to a job and it's much bigger than we thought. It's more labor intensive and they're stalling. Well, no, I'm like Custer. You know, you, you know, you go to the gun where you're here. So let's just jump to it. Let's get to it. We're going to knock it out. Oh, it's going to take longer. But no, no, we're going to go. We still have other jobs to do. Other people might call it the day by then. But no, we're going to be diligent. Mm. We're gonna go through it. If we can't get everything, we just call the office. But right now, we're not gonna walk away from this. I've never walked away from a job that was too what some think is too hard. You know, right. it may take longer. Maybe we didn't get something, but we didn't walk away. There's been customers, many customers that tell me other companies will they'll call them. And they'll say, "Oh, you got two flights of stairs." They'll say, "Oh, we don't do that." Right. Then I'll get an, an, an employee that I'm working with, maybe a helper, another driver. He comes, oh, they don't pay me enough for that. What do you mean? I don't understand that. You know, yeah. we just, we're going to do it. Right. Being by diligent. You just got gonna, it. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna take it. There was one up service in downtown Brooklyn. I remember we did, uh, we got the order before we get there. And it was uh, like a, maybe a shelter, social service, but someone had unplugged electricity. So in the freezer, there were, 50 turkeys that had gone sour. It was putrid down there. It was, <laughs> but it wasn't unbearable. Hey. Well, I had three guys with me because it was maybe two flights of stairs and there was a lot of, they refused to go down. Really? Called, it, you know, he sent some other guys. We get it. Just yeah. be 
we're not going to walk away from it. We're going to, you know, we can get this done. This is not too impossible. It may not be your preference. Right. But let's be diligent. Right, right, right. So good. So punctual, dependable, diligent are sort of the, what you would say are the secrets to you staying as long as you have. But where else, because it, there's the relationship you have with your employer, but also you stay a lot of times because you actually like what you're doing. Absolutely. Right? There's an element of that. So maybe, maybe let's, let's, I, I might ask it this way, like someone like you, who's been in this so long, you know, the, you know, the business really well, but to stay as long as you have, I, I can only guess that there is a set of internal instructions, rules, criteria that you, you know, you show up to work every day with this kind of thinking in place that allows you to not just show up and be punctual, dependable, and diligent, but something else is going on. Like there's, there's more to the story than being just punctual, diligent, and dependable. There's something going on inside of you that has has structure or a set of internal rules that say, do this, don't do that. What, what comes to mind when I ask you that question? Well, I want to be honest with my employer. They're nice enough to give me a job. I want to take care of them. I mean, there's this old cliche about, you know, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. Well, you know, it, it works. It works. Yeah. I've got, but like I said, Sean Gilgan and Kevin Gilgan, Jim Dows, my old boss, Lenny Bush, he's always in inspire me. They all had expression like Lenny used to say, we got the job. Now someone's got to do it. Right. Jim, he gets these letters of recommendation that come from people that says he has a, a spirit of can do it. Mm. Well, that, that kind of resonates with me. I think that, we, that means you can do it. So even with, with shredding, we kind of started out not knowing what we were going to do. And then we were getting these people call us and they would say, can you come today? Can you come tomorrow? So his, he, he quickly coined this expression. We have same day, next day service. That way we were beating the other guys to it. You know, some other guys, oh, we come next week, two weeks, same day, next day service. We can do it. You know, yeah. that, that, that was the idea. So, you know, I, I appreciate, appreciated that. And that's been a motivator as, you know, as well. Honestly, uh, helping in all these areas reflects back on something that, I don't know, this is kind of corny there, Tom, but I'm going to say it anyway. Yeah. The, the, the Hebrew National Commercial, Hebrew National Franks, it says, oh, we answer to a higher source. Okay. Says, We're going to make this good. So I'm a spiritual person. Okay. Yeah. So I want to, you know, I say, you know, I know you're supposed to, the employee's supposed to take care of your employer. You're supposed to give them honor. So I'm going to be honest. I'm yep. going to give you a day's work. Yep. You know, and I'm going to be fair about it. Just like you're fair to me. I'm going to do that. I'm not looking for shortcuts and, and all those things. Uh, the scriptures just don't, don't say you should do that. Right. So that, and that there's a, there's something, right. So that's what I'm hearing you say is, is there's a value system embedded in how you show up every day. That's not just, it's not just about being dependable, although that aligns with the value system and on time, but there's a deeper there's a deeper meaning to the work you do every day, somehow. Every day. You're yeah. right. And it's a means to an end. When I do the work, I'm doing it at a clip, at a pace, because I got something else I want to do later or tomorrow mm -hmm. or the weekend. So I'm working with that goal in mind. And right. so that's, that's helping me to move at a pace where I need to move to get it done. I got somewhere to be. I got something else to do, another venture I'm involved in, which is 
tied in a lot with, with my, the spiritual aspects. But there is something else I want to mention, Tom. I want to go home happy. So some mm. of the guys I've trained, and they're saying like, oh, I don't want to. No, look, you know, when I, when, I, when, I, when I start driving home, I feel good. I have accomplished this. There was, there was a rock in the road, but guess what? We got over it. So yeah. guess what? I feel good. Yeah. Yeah, that's I good. I go home and sleep and say, you know what? Look what I, I accomplished. So that's another thing. Yeah. You, know, you got to make yourself happy. Yeah. That's really good. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not worried about the other guy. I'm not worried about this. There's a, there's a, there's a, con there's a concept that I have worked with in my own life, which is at, at the end of the day, to be able to ask myself, not how did other people see me, but I, did I live my values today? Right. So when I put my head on my pillow at night, the question for me is not how many people looked at me and applauded. It was, did I live my values? And if I'm clear on my values, then what happens is you spend your day living your values, which in turn creates the world you want, which allows you to go, hmm, I'm content, I'm happy, which I, I think that's what I hear you saying. I took a thousand words to say what you said in 50. <laughs> no, but I, I'm just, I'm just trying to, to, to both hear you say it and then say it in a way that makes sense to me. And I hope to, together, but, but I think the important thing here is so often what we hear in the world of, of labor is people who don't see it as a means to live out their values. It's just, it's the place where you go and, oh, I hate this and it's stupid. I hate the work I do. But when you show up going, I want to be punctual, dependable, diligent, and I have a, I have a spiritual foundation to that. There's an honesty and integrity that I do that with and I live my values. Then I get the really cool benefit of being happy. That's right. And remember, it's a means to an end. And yeah. I tell you guys, don't forget, this is work. Yes. What do you think? This yeah. is work. So oh it's yeah, just, it's not like it's not like easy. It's not doesn't mean it's easy. It means it's val it it creates value in the world. Yeah, that's really cool. Great, thank so, you for re thank you for rewording that. You're oh no, you you did it great. I just was trying to restate it from my perspective so that we we're in alignment on that. So with the years of experience come insights and those insights undoubtedly, you know, grow over time. And I know you already said you train other drivers, but let, let's assume this is not a driver who works with time shred now. And somebody's listening to you right now and they get this opportunity to hear a seasoned veteran who's been in the game a long time. Um, what would you tell a rookie driver less than 90, let's say they're in their first 90 days with a company. What advice would you give them about becoming the best of the best? What, what would you tell them about this particular profession? And, you know, you've told us other stuff, but maybe what advice would you give them about this particular profession? Well, I will start off with be honest. Okay, be honest. All right. As you're, you're observing me or well, ask questions, mm. get involved. We used to have this expression, put your hands on it. You know, get, get, get involved. They, I recommend you ask a question to me. Tell me everything. Tell me, you know, tell me what you need me to do. I'd also recommend they get out a notepad. Mm. Okay. Sit down there get that little notepad and write down what I'm telling you. And also any questions you might have. Because sometimes it's hard to remember, especially yeah. if we're shredding with someone and you don't want to interfere while we're working with a customer. But, but that you can ask me. 
you know, later. I had, well, why did you do that? What you do? You know, what, how, how does that to our advantage? How's that going to make us better? Something like that. So yeah. it's really a series of questions. Again, don't just stand back. This is not observe, you know, time to observe the moon going around the earth or something. Get involved. You know, you, yeah. you see, get, get, get involved. It's, it's a hands-on experience. Don't stand back. Beautiful. Anything else you would tell them? Because that can be, all of those things you said could be generic, right? You could go into any job and you could say the same thing. But is there anything specific about the shredding business that you, like from either the way you think about handling, handling bins, handling paper, managing the truck, any, anything, do you have anything that's really specific to this industry? Well, uh, uh, again, Tom, what I was saying was that if you're learning something and you're getting involved, you're wanting to know the aspect. And I love the way you put a slash between a, a truck driver and a shred operator, because again, there's two different machines. I mean, handling the chassis is one thing, you know, your oil, your transmission fluid, checking your tires. Now you got this machine, right? You know, where, where are you going to grease it? You know, how do you take care, take care of the chain? What do you do with this? The computer thing. We have these people in Canada where we get our trucks. So you say they, they, they want us to call them anytime. And I, I've made calls. We've, we've done out in the field adjustments. I, I mean, believe me, I'm just a driver. But one time they had me kind of rewire the system. They told me to take the yellow wire. And we did it, but if we were able to get home. And that's why I really like, huh? you know, it, and it's exciting like that. Now, you know, it's like being marooned out somewhere. And how are we going to get home? We got to. We got to jimmy this thing up, get the job done, then close door and go. And it, it's so satisfying, actually. Yeah. Very satisfying. Well, you know, I have never heard someone describe it in the way you just have, which is understand the, and you mentioned it earlier in our conversation, but that distinction between while this is, you know, we all call it a shred truck, but it's a truck and it's a shred, a piece of shred equipment. Like there's two things happening. And the distinction between those two. So as a, as a operator, you have to be good at both pieces of machinery. Like you've got Absolutely. to be good at the chassis and the wheels and the driving, but you also have to be good at managing a high-end piece of industrial equipment that's doing highly important work for our clients, destroying their, their documents, destroying the stuff that's important to them. So that's right. That's right. And retrieving it. And all that is uh, a part of where the other aspect comes in. Yeah. And I didn't know if you were going there, Tom, but, you know, the area of customer service is not just at the office. You know, most times you talk about customer service, people dial an 800 number. We're theirs representing the customer service. You yes. talk to the clients, you make a phone call before you get there. You, you're pleasant. You put a, you know, put a smile on your face because they'll come over the phone like that. Yeah. You know, I'll be there and you ask me to call in half an hour before I get there. I, I, I'm here. We come in. Sometimes the people are, have, have worked hard. You let them know that. Oh, yes. you're here. Look at all this stuff. Well, you did all the hard work. You got it ready for us. Right. Oh, right. they love that. You know, we, we take it. Or some people surprise. Oh, yeah. Y'all thought it was just this room. Look at this one. <laughs> and you're like, you know, I, got a, I got an expression. Because they actually think they're going to scare you, Tom. You say, the more, the merrier. Oh, that's and they beautiful. like, they like, 
they like stand back and they're like, oh man, I thought I was going to scare this guy. No, the board. I, I, I get the sense that your customers, the people that you intersect with on a daily basis, love you to death. Well, I hear the office say that often now. They'll say, just, just this past week, this lady, I'm up at 181st Street. She's on House in a Mercer. She wants me to come and do her shredding for one box she missed two or three days ago. And they were trying to, I said, no, just get someone out. There's another truck three blocks away. Oh, but she, well, I don't know. It happens often. The people yeah. are so nice. And let me tell you, Tom, how simple this might be. I don't know if you've ever seen Banker Box. Yep. Okay. We have a lot, we did a lot with that. I go into a job and I've trained all my, the, the fellows I trained and my helper, we, we stack the box. We put all the, the tops in one. We put three in a stack. It's real nice and neat. It looks like bricks, like when we put them away. You would think it's a wall. Yep. And they said, oh, the other guys came. They just threw them all in a, you know, they threw them all in the corner. And it's just a nasty looking pile. You know, something as simple as that makes a major difference. Yeah. You, know, you know how much effort it would take to do that? It took, it took less effort for us to pile it than it did for us to throw them. Why not do that? It yes. makes the customer happy. They think you're organized and they, they, they're just so pleased. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you. That, that was really good. Now, I'm going to get you to go another direction because we already know that your company is a great company to work for. So I've had Jim on the podcast and now have you on it. And let, let's assume that you're not talking to Jim at this point, Jim or the, the, the Gilgans. Let's assume at this point you're talking to any other shred company owner right now. So people who own the shredding company as a driver, what would you say to other shredding companies to help them get and keep and maintain and ensure that drivers can become the best they can be? So talk to owners now, not to other drivers, talk to people who need, want, need and want somebody like you to be part of their world. One thing I've heard and I, I, I would recommend to another owner is make sure you give your driver full training. Mm. Sometimes they're so eager to get them out on the road, they'll just send them out. The full training would include a video showing. When they send us the shred trucks from the factory, they come with a video. Mm. They tell you about the, the maintenance. Because I'll, I'll be with a guy two, three years after he with the company, and I'll say, do you know where the grease points are on the truck? Oh, no one ever showed me that. So you never saw the film. You never saw the manual. You got to take care of this machine. This machine will take care of you if you take care of it. Yeah. So, you know, so don't cut short the training, Mr. Owner. How, how long, how long do you think that should be? Like, how, how, is that a well, three month process? Showing, no, no. This video showing is in half an hour. Oh, okay. That's what you want. I mean, they, they have it on the CD, CD-ROM. They'll show you, they'll show you how to, and, and maybe you don't even do it. But for example, in the older machines, like the ones they from, from 2006, right. seven, where the, the paper falls in using grab, you have to tighten the blades. Oh, okay. After the paper goes so much, it, they, they loosen up. So what'll happen, you'll be shredding and the paper will be coming out whole in the head, which is not shredding. So you have to tighten every so many hours of use, you got to tighten the blade. They'll show you in the video how to tighten the blade, but maybe you don't want to get so involved, you might have a mechanic in shop, but you still got to know to tell the mechanic, you know, it's time to tighten my, just like you tell them it's time for a oil change, it's time to tighten my blade so I can have a crisp, clean cut shred. 
you know, right. and the people are getting what they're paying for. Got well, it. You know, for a guy to tell me two, three years of company, I didn't know you, you had to do that. Something's wrong. Right. That's why I'm saying, oh, show okay. them. It doesn't take long. Show them what needs to be done with the shred truck, the grease points, the, the, the tightening of the blades, you know, how to unload it without getting up there and doing something dangerous. They, they didn't put a ladder on the back of the truck because they didn't want you in the back, you know? No stuff like that. You know, that's, they don't want you in there. Some guy, they get up there and they sweep it out every time. Sweep, sweep. No, yeah, you're, not, you're not supposed to be back there like that. Let them, you know, let them check. So that's it. Of course, the truck itself, most of the, you know, pre-truck inspection. Right. Most guys with CDL know that. Right. But. That's a training. That's yeah. training. Go, just go through that. Yeah. Let them see and, and let them feel that they're a, a part of it. Now, in addition to that, I don't know what association uh, you had your company with, Tom, if you had one. Uh, was it, it has a AAA. Yeah, AAA NAID. Yep. NAID, okay. Yep. Well, NAID has a, has, has a certain protocol, right? I can't remember. It's been 17 years now, but I think they have a film or a test that you're supposed to give your men. Yep. Supposed, so they need to go that. So they know that every time. I leave a job, I'm supposed to lock the doors. I'm supposed yes. to do this. I'm supposed to, they have think, you know, this thing. So they need to know that. Right. That may, that may take another half an hour for whatever. And it doesn't take a whole day. Just send them through that. Give them the test. Let them see. Let them know that these things are important. to Keep your, your name certification up. Yep. And everyone to be on, on cue with what they have to say. Also, a lot of times... People will call in and, and say how a nice job a, 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 an operator did. It'd be nice for the boss to, to tell the driver every once in a while. You know, we've been getting a lot of calls about you. Keep up the good work. And yeah. Encouragement will keep motivating them. They'll notice it. You see, you maybe can't always give them a raise monetarily, but you can give them a raise emotionally. Ooh, that's good. You know, by, yeah. by, by telling them something like that. Yeah. And that'll make a difference. That'll, that'll keep them motivated. They'll keep them mm. diligent. So good. So good. Those are, those are great. Any, anything else you would tell owners, people who own shredding companies about working with drivers? So we've got full training across using videos, using on the equipment, on the, the chassis, the truck, how that operates, the NADE protocols to keep your AAA certification. Tell them when you get feedback, raise, raise, give them raises emotionally, not just financially love that line that's a great line by the way mm -hmm. I, I might use that but i'll credit you for it <laughs> well you're more than more than welcome to do that this the owners i i you know just be supportive you know yeah. i know you know owners may think a little differently because like you said before you've been half but you know it's 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 nice to show a little bit of care you care about things. You you hear the men may may make recommendations. Say I'll, I'll take that seriously under consideration. You right. know, are you having trouble starting the trucks in the winter time? What do you all need over there? Well, we need to wire them up, stay up overnight. Okay, I'm gonna take a serious look at that. You know? Yeah, let them know that then then they'll see that they're part of the team. Yeah, they'll work harder for you. That that's so good. 
Well, Johnny, this has been a this has been a full this has been a full download of great information, great perspective. You are in, incredibly astute in the way you approach this, and I, I sense Jim told me when I was asking for an amazing driver to talk to, he responded back to me and he said, "Johnny's your man. Johnny is your man. He 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 is is uh, pretty amazing." So, thank you for sharing all of this. I know that I, it will help everyone who's listening. And I really appreciate you giving your time and energy and thinking this through and really sharing not just not just shred stuff, but life stuff. And that that was really helpful. So thank you, Tom. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I hope it'll benefit someone because of the shredding business. Business is an important business. Thank you very much. Thanks again for listening to the Shred Coach podcast with Tom Adams. Make sure to visit theshredcoach.com for regular functional training modules directly from Tom and subscribe to our email list so you can have first access to brand new stories, insights, and strategies from trusted shredding and business professionals.